0: Who would have thought Ruff in the Basket would be back? Dude, we're honestly, never, I thought we were over to it. There were some points where I was like, we were never recording another episode. It listen, was a good run.
1: We, we made it back. This podcast will never die. Welcome back, everybody. It's been a month, I think, since we've last I, We literally just before recording. I was like, I got to take a look and see when's the last time we recorded an episode. Last one we put out was when you went to your first Lions game. It was back in like October... Uh, like October 15th I think it was so now we're recording this today uh November November 17th so it's been a month a lot has happened but lives get busy but we're not gonna let this podcast dive so welcome back to Ruffin the Basket I am Brandon Carr Noah Burnt how you how are you doing Noah how are you doing doing good you know substituting at my my local high
0: school yeah uh, <laughs> giving back to the community and whatnot uh I guess you know
1: i yeah. mean honestly
0: it's kind of made me realize i want to be a teacher to be honest which i never thought i wanted to up. but you know now uh i'm going from teaching people about sports i rough the basket to yep. you know teaching
1: people i don't know like something in the classroom so some go. math some english you know all the good stuff um yeah i've been working too i like recently just got a job and i've been you know, it's been taking up a lot of my time I'm working like 9 to five thirty every day so why you know busy schedules it creates sometimes time conflicts but we we finally have made some time and here we are and we're gonna talk about the NBA strictly in this episode so oh man how how many how many games has there been basically for these teams like 15, 14, 15 games each um, each team has played about so far yeah more more or less fifteen games yeah so yeah I mean just kind of getting into it um we can talk about. What do, you want to, what do you want to talk about first? I mean, there's a lot of different things that's kind of uh, been going on with the NBA, a lot of different storylines, a lot of teams have, who have kind of overachieved at this point, some teams who have kind of yet to meet their expectations. But is there any team that you kind of have uh, in mind first or a player that is going you know, um, in those two categories as well? Yeah, I mean, I have
0: some stuff I want to talk about. Um, just to begin, the Hawks, man, you know, I was such a mm-hmm. big, like, Hawks fan I don't know you Maybe love the spin, Atlanta I'm Hawks guessing. huh you love the Atlanta Hawks yeah, like- yeah I love Trey you love- Young I mean if you guys don't already I think I have like three yeah I have three Trey Young like autograph like official authenticated cards yeah. um which you know so I'm like really invested in them so <laughs> like even yep. you know with my money and everything so I'm kind of like really hoping to have a good year and Trey Young is is doing it well um and I mean overall he's been he's been putting up 27 a game on like 38% shooting. So he's been, you know, here and there with his shooting Um, still averaging nine assists a game, but the big storyline with the Hawks is the fact that they have DeJounte Murray now. Uh, and I think he's been a big help. Um, He's definitely been able to step up when Trey young has not been himself in some specific games. And that's always kind of been a, like a hole that they've had to fill in recent years where, you know, who's going to be the second guy. And they had, uh, I always say his name wrong, but, Kevin Hoarder, I believe his Waiter. name. yeah, I think it's Hoarder. Yeah, 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 something like that, that. Dude, yeah, he's uh, he's like kind of Clay Thompson looking. I don't know how <laughs> to describe. Dude, like honestly, when uh, when they drafted him and and Trey Young, I thought kind of thought like they're gonna be the next Splash Bros. And I mean he's doing like, like what he does right now. Um, you know, Kevin, uh OG Kevin from the, the Hawks. I don't, you know, I'm just gonna keep yeah. pronouncing the last name wrong. I'm just gonna call him OG Kevin. Just call him uh, Kevin.
1: We'll know who you're yeah, talking yeah, about. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> yeah. Kevin.
0: Uh so anyways, he's doing his thing on the Ke- uh on the kings right now. He's killing it. Yeah. Kevin on the Kings is doing good. Um, but I think DeJounte Murray is I mean, is he's an upgrade nonetheless. I mean, when you put in the guy who basically averaged a triple-double last year, I think he had like 20 points. Nine rebounds, nine assists, something like that on, on a very bad yeah. team, Spurs. And now he's brought his defense. He's brought what, you know, his 20 points a game on the Hawks. And I mean, they've looked really good. Um, actually, two of the Bucks losses, two of the three Bucks losses have been against the Hawks. So I think that's very telling that the Hawks can beat good talent. Um, and you know, they've been able to step up to the plate so far. And I think you know we could get into the Bucs in a second because they've been extremely impressive despite the fact that they have ah uh, their number two guy has been out with an injury for quite some time now, Chris Middleton, um and I think that really yeah. goes to show how just dominant um you know ah uh, Giannis Antetokounmpo has been up until this point point. and you know it's been actually very impressive to see what they've been able to do so far.
1: Yeah, and kind of like looking at this team's like numbers and statistics right now. They've actually been a pretty damn good defensive team this year, which is kind of weird to say, but maybe that the DeJounte Murray kind of plays a factor into that because he's a good defender. Right now they rank 10th um, in defensive rating, and their offense is 17th, so they're kind of middle of the pack, but their defense has been really kind of showing out to start the season off, and you know that could definitely be attributed to DeJounte Murray. Uh, De- DeAndre Hunter's been playing. Um, he's a pretty good defender as well. Um, he's healthy right now. But yeah, I mean this team, look, like they're 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 a team that I definitely think will be in the postseason this year. You got Trey Young. He's a very good player. Pair him up with DeJounte Murray, who's averaging twenty one points a game, seven point six assists a game, six point two rebounds a game. You know, uh having putting up some good numbers this season. They've been pretty good. And I what I think what is kind of holding this team a little bit back is their three point shooting hasn't been really good. Like Trey Gun is oh uh, shooting 30 percent from three which is definitely not him um, so if he can kind of find his groove and just kind of shoot a higher percentage and the three ball department I think this team could even be better offensively than they are right now because this has been a you know a, a relatively good offensive team throughout the years with Trey Young I mean last year they were second in the NBA in offensive rating um, the year before that they were eighth so this is a team that's Kind of always a top 10 offensive unit, but this year they haven't really been that so far. They've been a pretty good defensive unit. I'm sure that'll that their offensive rate and if, you know, if once Trey Young kind of improves his shot a little bit, maybe some guys can also kind of get into a groove. This team will be a better offensive team, but it's definitely nice to see them right now be third in the Eastern Conference. Um they're a team that definitely can beat some of these better teams in the East and I think they could be a challenge for sure. And it's just going to, you know, it comes down to Young and see who else can kind of step up along with him with DeJounte Murray as well.
0: Yeah. Maybe they'll try to throw in another piece uh in the middle of the season. Maybe they'll be active on the trademark. Yeah, at this point, they're yeah. definitely in a win now mode. So maybe they'll try to throw out some picks and get another guy in there as well and really form like a dominant big three, even though I guess there is an argument that uh John Collins is basically the other member of the big three I mean he's he's mm-hmm. not having his best season he's averaging like 12 points I believe in like 10 rebounds something like that but yeah I mean if they bring in another guy and form like a big trio like I think this team can definitely like I said before I mean the, the Bucks three losses two of them have come to the Hawks so I definitely think that they're they're on their way um but another team that Well, number one in terms of wins right now in the entire league is the Boston Celtics. How can we not talk about the Celtics? You know, a lot of Celtics fans around this area. Yes, uh, sir. And, you know, rightly so. But uh, what are some thoughts that you have with the Celtics so far
1: start out the year? I'm super impressed with the Celtics. I mean, this team, offensively, they're the best team in the NBA in the offensive rating. Their first um, 120 offensive rating. Their defense has been kind of middle of the pack. They've been 17th. But, I mean... Jason Tatum, we this guy is taking another step and, you know, going back to the NBA finals, it wasn't a good stretch for Jason Tatum. Right. And, you know, he could have performed a lot better. It was his first NBA finals. You know, there was a lot of pressure on him and didn't quite meet those expectations. But I mean, this season, he's been unbelievable. He's averaging 31 points a game. He's averaging 7.4 rebounds a game, 4.1 assists a game right now. He's shooting 36% from three, shooting 48% from the field. Jason Tatum is – you can make a very, very, very strong argument that at this point of the season and the season ended, he could be the NBA as MVP. Like, he's been that good. Jalen Brown's averaging 25 points a game as well, and Malcolm Brogdon's been doing his thing on this team as well. And this team is just – look – they had a lot of stuff going on this off season too, with Ime Udoka and that whole situation that was unfortunate, but this team with their new head coach, Joe Mazua, who's their interim head coach, there's still, there's still a lot of hope for this team to be able to be like, all right, this stuff happened in the off season with our former head coach. We got a new head coach in let's lock down. This team is I think still determined to win an NBA finals. I think they're, They can definitely, they're definitely going to be in that conversation when we get to that point in the playoffs. They're going to be a contender. And look, they, I mean, this is basically the same team they had last year. Jason Tatum's again taking another step forward in his progress, and that's only going to mean good things for the Celtics. And right now, they're 12 and three. That is not a fluke. This could be the best team in the Eastern Conference when the season is over. I can definitely see that. And you just have to be super impressed with Tatum and you just have to be impressed with the Celtics kind of mantra overall, like then their confidence, just being able to kind of fade out that noise with Ime Udoka, You have an interim head coach who has never had head coaching experience, just kind of get thrown right into the fire and look at them right now. They're playing very good as a team. They're a very well cohesive unit and, right now they're the best team in the NBA in terms of the record. And that's definitely uh that definitely says something about them as a team.
0: Yeah. I mean, the expectations are definitely there with the Celtics. Like I remember last season when they're in the finals and, you know, Jason Tatum had a few rough games that like, I felt like everybody just threw a bunch of blame at right at him and he was kind of like a scapegoat, but it, it almost seems like people forgot just how good of a player he was and like making the finals is no easy task in itself. So I think getting there is already impressive. And this was a you know a 24-year-old kid, essentially, that has been in the NBA already five years, six years, whatever it's been at this point. And he's already established himself as a superstar. Like, it, there is no doubt in my mind that he's already hit that level um, of being a superstar. I mean, when you're averaging 30, 31 points, seven rebounds, and four assists. Um, and then also his defense has gotten better. He's averaging so far through this season, like one and a half blocks a game. So, I mean, Jason Tatum's legit. The Celtics team, I think they're definitely going to go far. And they, I mean, I'm going to say they're probably going to get back to the, at least the uh, Eastern Conference Finals. They've been there four out of the last six years. I mean, that's over 30, 50%. That's like, yeah, that's that's a high percentage. Yeah, that's a high percentage. Yeah, that's like 66% of the 66%. time over the last six years they've been able to make it to the finals, so, or Eastern Conference Finals at least. So um, expectations are there. And I really think it's a three-team race right now to get to the Eastern Conference uh, finals and to get to the NBA championship in the Eastern Conference, and that's the Celtics, uh, the Bucks, and also the Atlanta Hawks. I think they're they've really submitted themselves into that conversation. So it's gonna be fun to watch. Um, I think we also gotta talk a little bit about some rookies here. Like, sure, uh, dude. I still don't know how to say this guy's name. I gotta do more research before these shows um paulo paulo blanchero yeah
1: paulo banquero
0: banquero okay yep yeah this guy dude he started off his nba career so solid he was averaging like he he was killing it i think he put up like six straight games um where he had 20 points uh i mean he, he's been solid um he's got you know had some injuries here and there he's missed uh five straight games now unfortunately but, I mean, to start off his NBA career, like 20 points, 23, 21, 29, 21, 18, 15, 22, 33, and 30, he's averaging 23.5 points per game the first 11 games of his career. Extremely yeah. impressive. I mean, he he's a guy that hasn't really submitted, you know, has hasn't really formed a three-point game. Like, that's been his worst stat by far up until this point. But, uh, I mean, it's took me by surprise because I kind of thought coming out of college that he was going to disappoint a little bit, not necessarily be like a complete bust. But I, I don't think, I mean, if we're all being honest here, yeah, I don't think anybody in the right mind thought that he was going to be, um, well, doing what he's doing right now, averaging 23 and 5. And the Magic, I don't think they're that far away from competing, if I'm honest with you. I understand their record is not good. But when you look at when you look at what they have on their roster, I mean, look, Jalen Suggs last year wasn't that great this season. He's shown a little bit of improvement. Ball ball has broken out this season. Uh, I don't know if you've been paying attention, but I've watched a few magic games here and there. Um, The other night he put up 26, uh, 26, 12, uh, 12 rebounds. And he had three blocks so far through this season. He's averaging 13 points a game. Um I mean they also got the the Wagner brothers out there you know friends friends Wagners out there uh Moritz Wagner um I think overall like you know factor in Bonchero or Boncero um and Cole Anthony I don't think they're that far away from competing put another guy in there um maybe draft another you know another guy that could rise up to a superstar level in a few years And I think they're a few years away from competing, but I think they're doing the rebuild right. And so far they've made a lot of really good moves.
1: Yeah, the Orlando Magic are a team that definitely excites me. And Paolo is he's really risen to the occasion. And he's just been such a threat on the offensive side of the ball. And just averaging 23.5 points a game in a rookie season is very impressive. Sure, maybe the number will go down a little bit, but I mean – overall i mean this is such a you know this is very very good to see if you're a magic fan and he's starting is certainly living up to the expectations right now i believe he's injured he's he's expected to miss like another week or so but man when this guy's out here he is really really playing some good basketball he's shooting the ball pretty well not from the three-point line Uh, maybe he can kind of develop a little bit more in that department like you said but I mean, this guy is a, a threat offensively, and he has been probably the best player on the Magic so far this year, and it's been just very impressive to watch. And, you know, the Magic are 4-11 and 11 right now, but, again, this is a team that shouldn't be expected to do much this year. Like, this is a team that's still in development. You mentioned Bo Bo, he's been pretty good this year, and, like, Jalen Sucks, Cole Anthony, Wendell Carter, Franz Wagner. Like, this is a team that definitely, if they can just add some – you know, another piece, another good young piece, maybe. Or if this team really if they can start to win some games and say they're a team that kind of creeps towards the play in, maybe they they're a team that could be a destination for a free agent and they can kinda fill up that roster a little bit more. But Hey, they they're an exciting team. They got some young pieces. I mean, Franz Wagner is only twenty one. Paolo's twenty. is twenty three. Jalen Suggs is twenty one. Chuma Okiki is twenty four. Like, they have Cole Anthony's twenty two. Like, they have a lot of young guys. Um, Terrence Ross is their oldest player at thirty one. So maybe they can stand to add another vet in there to kind of help these guys out, but. This is a, a young team, and I think you just want to see some, you know, some flashes and some improvement overall with the team. And definitely Paolo Bancaro is changing some things around with this team for sure.
0: And, I mean, before we go out to the Western Conference, we got to talk about the Nets a little bit because they are a joke. Uh, The Nets are a complete yeah. joke, man. I don't know how you can have, like, all these all-star caliber guys on your team and be six and nine. Like, they were two and seven to begin the season. I mean, we even saw last year just getting swept by the Celtics, which, I mean, is a team that is way younger than them. And, you know, they have more experienced guys uh, in that position, like, you know, Kyrie Irving and uh, obviously Kevin Durant, you know. um, And they had a lot of other guys that were on the roster at the time that should have really stepped up. And they they just didn't. You know, obviously, obviously, uh, they got swept by the Celtics. Mm-hmm. And now, uh, they're they're six and nine. Kyrie Irving has been basically missing. I mean, dude, it's always like a theme. No matter what it is, if it's controversy, if it's uh, you know, quote unquote injury, if it's you know his his mental health, if it's just he needs a you know fifteen game vacation uh, in the middle of the season, whatever it is, there's always something with Kyrie Irving. I don't want to like underplay the situation of like what happened because I mean he should not have uh you know suggested anything or uh, have been so ignorant, but. It's just getting into Kyrie Irving's mind is just a trip in itself. Like, I really think this guy thinks he's, like, changing the world for the better. And it's, like, the amount of negative energy that I just – I see when I talk to him, like, when I see him speak to the media, I just see, like, negative energy just, like, flowing out of his mouth all the time. And it's – you know, I've never been a Ben Simmons fan. Uh, I mean, that's documented. But, you know, Ben Simmons is a five 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 and 5 5 guy. He has uh, five points a game, five rebounds, five assists five shots, five missed free throws and uh, five turnovers a game. And that's, uh that's Ben Simmons right now. So he's basically useless. Uh, He's basically eating up $40 million in cap space and he's not contributing in any way, shape or form. Mm-hmm. Um, And then you have Kevin Durant, who, I mean, uh, he's disgruntled. He probably doesn't really want to be there. He's still dropping like 30 a game. Yeah. He's great. But, yeah. That's what Kevin Durant does. I mean, he's going to be in there. He's going to be dropping 30 a game regardless, but the same time, it's like it's kind of sad to see that they're just terrible. And I don't, I mean, I think they might hop into the, the play in game and they may somehow find their way into the playoffs again. But at this point in time, I think as long as they have Ben Simmons and Kyrie Irving on that roster, they are not going to be competitive.
1: It's, but it was crazy because I was looking at there was a stat that I had seen, I might have been on Twitter or someone just say, I heard it. But the Nets have actually been a better team without Kyrie Irving this season, like, on the court. And it was like their defensive rating was very high or, like, their offensive rating was high or something. They were just a better, like, team overall, which is I thought was pretty interesting. I mean, Kyrie Irving, I think actually recently uh, he's supposed to play in Sunday's game against the Grizzlies. So we should be seeing him back on the court. But, I mean... I don't know. Then that's a, a very weird team. Kevin Durant's kind of been the only bright spot with this team. I mean, he's averaging 30 points a game. He's shooting 35% from three and 52% from the field. Like Kevin Durant is just balling and he's doing his thing. Um And this team right now is just, they're they're six and nine. A lot of disappointment. Ben Simmons, obviously you mentioned him has not been playing very well at all. Um, and they kind of had been looking for like another guy to step up. They really haven't had that. And, you know, this team is just it's Kevin Durant or Bust. Kyrie Irving, you know, when he's out there, obviously they're gonna be a better offensive team, but the defense has been really, really bad when he has been on the court. Um, so this team's definitely got a lot to figure out. And yeah, then they kinda feel like they kind of have to figure it out in a short amount of time because you got two superstars on this team. One, you know, Kevin Durant, who's been so great this season. Kyrie's averaged 26.9 points a game. It's not like he's been like a total scrub or anything, but you know, his, 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 him, him being a distraction, obviously does not help the team out, but yeah, they got a, they got a lot of work to do and they kind of have to be quick on that.
0: Yeah. And then they also gave up a, you know, a first round pick. I don't believe it was theirs. I actually read up on it and it was uh. I believe they have like two or three first round picks. Since lower of the two or three of them that they traded, yeah. so, um, very weird, you know, uh, situation. But for Royce O'Neal, who I mean, to his credit, like he's been hitting threes at a fairly good level. But I mean, it's Royce O'Neal, man. Like, do you really think a guy that's averaging six points a game was worth a first round pick? Probably not. Um, but they've just, I don't know, man. I I just don't see the Nets ever competing as long as Kyrie Irving and Ben Simmons are there. And I think it's going to be near impossible at this point to get Ben Simmons off the team. You're probably going to have to trade away multiple first-round picks. Uh, Kyrie Irving, obviously, it's easier to let him go at the end of the season. I mean, he's a free agent. But, yeah, it's, it's a rough situation with the Nets. And, you know, who would have thought, like, this time last year, this is how quick things can change in sports, is, like, this time last year they still had James Harden. I think they started off like something like eighteen and four. They they were like super hot, um, and then one of them went down. I well, no, it was Kyrie Irving actually. Kyrie Irving just wasn't there for you know half the season because of his COVID status, uh, and then they just kind of fell apart. You know, I, I mean, coincidentally, it was around the time that Kyrie Irving came back that they just started like completely falling apart. Um, so again, it's like he's a hell of an athlete. I mean, the guy can ball obviously, but the problem is that is. I genuinely think it's just the energy that he brings. Um, I mean, we saw that with Boston. I mean, they never really they, – they played well, but come postseason, they pretty much always choked with Kyrie Irving there. So, yeah. You know.
1: Yeah, I mean, the Nets definitely – I don't know. I feel like maybe that they should consider – do you think they should consider blowing it up? I mean, I think it's a definite possibility. Maybe you let this season play out and then you revisit it in the offseason. I mean – Well, Kevin Durant is 34. Like he's getting up there in age, but he's gonna want to probably play for a team that can compete, right? So maybe you should have traded Kevin Durant this offseason and try to get more bane for your buck, but I just I, I really don't know you know where they can go from here. Like Kyrie Irvin, like is he someone that you can kind of can trade? Like I really don't know. So this team definitely has a lot of questions, but we'll see what happens. Maybe they can turn things around, but still early in the season. So if you're a Nets fan, you just kind of, kind of have to hope that they can kind of get it together and they could turn around because this team definitely has a ceiling of winning a title. I mean, you have two of the most talented players in the NBA and you can definitely win a championship when you have a guy like Kevin Durant or Kyrie Urban on your team, but they just got to, you know, figure it out and just kind of walk in and just kind of more so focus on basketball for Kyrie Urban. But Moving on, though, kind of looking at the, we just looked at the Eastern Conference. We can we'll go towards the Western Conference, and I want to bring up the Utah Chess, because this team, like, all right, they're on a three-game losing streak, but this team has won 10 games. They're fourth in the Western Conference, and I just think it's super surprising. Like, look, the Jasper team that I think a lot of people thought were going to be tanking, and I'm not sitting here saying that I think the jazz are going to make the playoffs. I, I do feel like that the fall off is coming. And I do think this is a similar situation to the wizards from last season as well, because they were like really hot um, to start the season off. But look, the jazz like, okay, Laurie marketing playing really well. And Hey, he's someone who has had, hasn't had really the opportunity. He's been injured throughout his career. He's been playing some really good basketball and I give him a lot of credit. I mean, Jordan Clarkson's doing his thing and, Uh, Mike Conley and Kelly Olenek Malik Beasley like those guys are doing fine but if we're going to be sitting here thinking that the Utah Jazz are going to make the playoffs I do not see it I just can't see it and this is going to be a team that I do feel like will miss the playoffs I think right now they're just kind of on a little bit of a hot streak they've lost three straight games maybe that losing streak continues but I'll give them credit they're 8th in offensive rating in the NBA. They're ninth in defensive rating, so they're top 10 in, two, in those two categories, but I just can't see this team go into the postseason. I just don't think they're legit. I, like, truthfully, just don't believe that, and Worry uh, Markkinen, again, has been playing really well, but overall, I just don't see how this team makes the playoffs in a very stacked Western Conference. I think there's a ton of teams that I can say that are better than the Jazz right now.
0: Yeah, I mean the Wizards last year were 14 and 8. I just looked it up. At one point they were yeah. 14 and 8. They were killing it. Obviously, did not make the playoffs. So with that being said, the Jazz are sitting at 10 and 6. They're in a loaded Western conference. Yep. Where realistically, I mean, you have uh just looking at this list. I mean, the only two teams that I could see like just not making the playoffs whatsoever, or the only team that I couldn't really see making the playoffs is I mean Houston at this point. Like yeah. every other team, like if the Lakers, even though it would take a miracle at this point, they still have LeBron James and Anthony Davis, anything's yep. possible. We can talk about Lakers a little bit more in a second. Definitely. But, yeah. Um, I mean, and really the Houston Houston Rockets are the only team that I cannot see making the playoffs. And I feel like the Jazz are probably the second least likely to make the playoffs. Just look, it's a superstar driven league, and you're just not gonna win with Mike Conley and, and Jordan Clarkson, um, and Colin Sexton consistently. No, I can't. Like I think, you know, they, they have established a, a team of, you know, athletes uh, that can at least, you know, make things interesting and competitive and not just, you know, tank for every game. But, like, Mike Conley isn't the same Mike Conley that we saw, like, five years ago. Like, he's right. he's getting up there in age. I know he was drafted in 2007, so he's probably, like, uh, I can't give you an exact number. He's definitely at least 34, 35 years old. He's getting up there. So, mm-hmm. dealt with some injuries in the years past, like, this isn't a team that's going to be competing for the rest of the season. They're definitely going to miss out on the playoffs. But
1: yeah, I mean, uh, trade Donovan Mitchell. You trade Rudy Gobert. You you know you trade Royce O'Neal. Like you trade like most of your starting guys from last season. Like two guys in Donovan Mitchell, who has been is a, is a great player, and Rudy Gobert is the best interior defender in the NBA. Like you're gonna you're going to have a setback and you're this is a team that i think is actively trying to tank but i don't know maybe they just you know sometimes you just kind of have those streaks where you kind of have you know a great stretch of games but i do think that this is going to come to an end i definitely see that
0: yeah and while we're talking about the jazz i will say that uh you know they definitely made the right moves getting rid of you know donovan mitchell and also rudy gobert like Rudy Gobert, I mean, I've just been reading articles about how this has been like an absolute disaster, him on the Timberwolves. And I get that it's extremely early, but it's just I still don't understand what they were thinking. You had those four draft picks. You could have gone like another shooting guard. You could have probably realistically traded for Donovan Mitchell with those picks instead of Rudy Gobert. Uh, and I mean, it would have ended uh, up yeah. better for them because Donovan Mitchell's, you know, a 25 point per game score. And uh, Rudy Gilbert can't hit a three to like save his life. So, <laughs> um, you know, realistically, he can't space the floor. There's not that much you can do in in a league where you're playing, where you're. There, a lot of teams are playing small ball and they're going small. I mean, when you have these huge, giant athletes on the court, and uh, you know you have these guys who are still obviously relatively tall. I mean, six foot seven isn't anything short, but you know they're lanky, they're they're skinny. They're able to get to one place to the other quicker than than bigger guys. Um, it's not going to work out well for the guys that are playing, Uh, you know, big man ball Um, most of the time. So with that being said, I mean, already we're seeing that the Timberwolves look worse with Rudy Govert. This is going to be a long, long, long next 10 years for the Timberwolves. I mean, maybe they'll get some success at some point. Um, They have Anthony Edwards, obviously. They have Carl Anthony Towns. But it's just, it's bad. It's a bad start to this Rudy Gobert experiment, and uh, it's going to get worse, and this is something we talked about in depth um in the offseason that we both thought that this was going to be a failure, and it seems like we were yeah. right up. Yeah, I thought
1: point. they would be a good regular season team, and, you know, I, that's not even happening right now. I'm like, obviously, there's a lot of time to turn it around, but I just couldn't see this team winning an NBA Finals with Rudy Gobert on their team. But, but a team that has been... Really underachieving this season in the NBA in the Western Conference. Let's talk about the Los Angeles Lakers. This team right now they're three and ten. And look, I when we were doing the episode on Pombo and Peters picks, my hot take was the Lakers do not make the playoffs. Right now, that's looking good. I'm not gonna, I I don't know if it is going to happen. Certainly, I, I just thought there was an avenue that I could potentially see it happening with LeBron maybe age catching up to him and Anthony Davis getting injured, Russell Westbrook being inefficient. And then really I think one thing that has been right is this team right now is really lacking a solid bench. Like there's not a lot of, there's not a lot of guys on this team that have really been good contributors. I mean, Patrick Beverly, like Troy Brown Jr. And Austin Reeves, Wenyin Gabriel, Kendrick Nunn, Juan Toscano Anderson, Matt Ryan, like, like, this is the Lakers bench that I'm reading off right now. And, like, they're just not that good, not that good of a team. And I think, look, I mean, LeBron, three-point shot really hasn't been there for him. He's averaging 24.9 points a game. Like, he's been okay. But, I mean, overall, I'm just not really digging the direction that the Lakers are going in right now. LeBron, I think, is actually injured. Um, So, th- that stuff is already kind of catching up to them. They've been the worst offensive team in the NBA they rank dead last in offensive rating and i think there's just something where they're they've just not been a good unit offensively they really haven't gelled their three point percentage is dead last in the nba they've been a horrific team from three point range um this team just has a lot of problems right now um so i don't know where they go from here like maybe they could try trading for another piece but this team is kind of just depleted outside of LeBron and Anthony Davis. I mean, they don't really have like guys they can rely upon off the bench. Like if you remember that Lakers team, when they w- did win the NBA championship back in the bubble, they had like Dwight Howard. You can rely on him at that point. You had Alex Caruso. You can rely on him at that point. Um, there's a couple of other players. That I'm kind of forgetting uh, Kyle Kuzma, uh, KCP, I think was on that team as well. Like, there were there were dudes who like legitimately could step up. Lakers do not have that. Like Lonnie Walker's averaging sixteen point five points a game, but like he's starting. So like there's gotta be another person that can kind of step up. But overall, man, like this team just 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 doesn't have anything outside of LeBron and Anthony Davis, really. Um and you know, I, I think maybe maybe you try trading Russell Westbrook and you try getting like a like a maybe a buddy healed or you know i know that's been a rumored trade for a long time now like you gotta have you gotta get something that can improve the three-point shooting and maybe you could just try to get some more quality guys off the bench because what you have right now is not good um so i'm very down on the lakers right now
0: which is definitely fair um i will say at this point i almost think they're beyond repair uh just with the current group that they have like Look, they're in this position where I understand 2027 isn't that long. I mean, it's far away, let's be real. But, uh, you know, they they don't want to absolutely give away those picks. The 2027 pick, they don't want to give away. The 2029 pick, they don't want to give away. And for good reason. I mean, if you give that away, you end up getting back somebody maybe in return for those two picks. You get Russell Westbrook out of there with those picks as well. Um, and But then what if they don't improve? And then you just gave away your future. Any any hope that you had as a franchise, you just basically gave away. And, uh, I mean, it's a very complicated situation because I feel like the big mistake uh, was the fact that they extended Rob Palenka in the offseason, which I had no idea why they were doing that, first of all. Like, they weren't good last year. So then you end up giving the GM an extension during LeBron's like the end of LeBron's prime, Uh, and then also LeBron uh, another move not too smart by him was he signed an extension basically until twenty twenty five. So at this point it's like if they don't show some kind of like hustle and it is early enough where I do think that they can turn it around. LeBron uh, suffered a little injury, but you know it's not too significant, and they're saying that within the next few games he probably will be back. Um, But at the same time, it's like, what if, maybe, maybe there's a chance that they can find some kind of rhythm. Uh, Westbrook does look a lot better off the bench. I will at least give him credit for that. Um, But maybe they catch up and around like the 44 game mark, they get to like 22 and 22. I mean, it's still early enough where that's a possibility, but from what I've seen, I mean, it's not like even they're losing close games. It's like they're losing by blowouts and they're not competitive at all. And you know, at this point, I think LeBron has to think like, OK, what am I going to do next? And at this point, it's like if you if you really care about winning another championship, you have to get rid of Anthony Davis. Anthony Davis has some kind of value. I mean, when he's healthy, he's averaging still like 22 points, 10 rebounds and a few blocks a game. He has some kind of value. The, the question is, how often is he actually going to be available? Um, and, and it's not that often, unfortunately, for him. So. I think the Lakers could maybe get back somebody for him that could compete uh, and could fit into the Lakers team, and maybe they could get some more depth because right now depth is, like, a huge issue for them. And when you take out, you know, LeBron, when you take out Anthony Davis, um, like, who do they really have coming off the bench? Uh, And there's not that many guys. I mean, again, in the offseason, the two guys that they had that could actually shoot threes, Carmelo Anthony and Malik Monk, both gone which Carmelo Anthony, he's he's still not on a roster, which is kind of surprising. I mean, I think he will probably get signed somewhere at some point. It seems like he probably wants to play another year at least. Uh, I mean, showed that he has a lot in his tank still. So, um, I mean, that's a storyline to keep an eye on for sure. But it's just, uh, you know, when you lose your two best three-point shooters and, you know, you don't really do anything in return for that, you don't really upgrade your defense. Uh, you don't really get any younger. You don't really do anything in the offseason. I mean, like what did they expect was gonna happen? They're they're just gonna have success. And I think um when we went on Pombos and Peters picks, and you know, I give my prediction, I'm pretty sure I had the Lakers as like a seventh or eighth seed, but I just had to do that of respect for LeBron. Like, you know, my my expectations were that they would probably at this point be someone like seven and eight, eight and seven, three and ten, I did not foresee. And uh, now, I mean, they're they're in a little bit of a run, and uh, I don't really know how they're going to get out of it. I mean, I think at the end of the day, if uh, they do decide to trade Anthony Davis, they do get somebody back for him, maybe a few def, uh, bench pieces, and that doesn't work out. I mean, they, they really do have to consider trading LeBron because it's just like, you know, I think that might be mutual for the both of them. LeBron wants to win now. Clearly, they're not in win-now mode, and uh, even come playoffs, I just can't see this team getting by, you know, the other eight, nine teams that are going to be making it with, you know, the play
1: in obviously nine teams. So, I mean, they're a mess. Look, I read off all those bench, those bench players that they have on their team. Like there's just not a single guy that I would put my faith in, you know, if LeBron's got to sit down, like LeBron's 38, like is he going to really be playing like high volume minutes? Like he's playing 35.7 minutes per game, but in an old age, like that's gonna get catch up to you. And, you know, Anthony Davis, like he's again, been an injury prone player throughout his career. I don't know what you do with the Fear of the Lakers. I think you hope you can turn things around, maybe try making a move, but uh this team just does not have the depth. And I just don't see, you know, a Alex Caruso or a KCP or a Kyle Kuzma, anybody that like that that can kind of step up. Besides LeBron, Anthony Davis, and maybe Russell Westbrook can do that, or Lonnie Walker, but I just, I mean, I just can't really see that. But continuing though, with some other teams, I've always talked about the Golden State Warriors. I think that's definitely another team that is really kind of disappointed this season. I mean, six and nine for the Golden State Warriors. Just they're just in some very unfamiliar territory. I do think that they'll, they'll figure it out. I mean, they have to, right? Like this is a team that when you have Steph Curry who's healthy and you know you have a team, you know, with with Draymond healthy. I know Clay Thompson's still kind of working through some things. I think he's still trying to get to 100 percent I mean he really hasn't played that much basketball throughout the last like three or four years. Um I think Steph Curry's obviously been fantastic. He's averaging 34 points a game for crying out loud. He's shooting 44% from three. He's shooting 53% from the field and averaging 6.6 assists he's even averaging 7.1 rebounds right now which is crazy too like steph curry is on a complete and different level um but he's just uh, that that was per 36 minutes but like he's still averaging like 32 points a game um he's been ridiculous but anyways like they are just in a weird spot right now like james wiseman kind of i think recently got put down to the g league so he's really not been that great um he hasn't really stepped up like they've hoped for Draymond green you know he's you know there's been some talks about him you know whether or not he's going to get a new contract with the warriors clay thompson like i mentioned hasn't really quite gotten his feet wet yet like he's shooting only 33 from three like that is Not typical of Klay Thompson. Jordan Poole has actually been kind of inefficient. Uh, He's only shooting 42% from the field and only 33% from three. So, I mean, this team is just not really played up to their expectations. And I think they could be playing a lot better. Um, I do think that they'll figure it out, I believe. Like, I mean, this is still a very good team offensively. They're 10th in offensive rating, but their defense has been really bad. And last year, their defense was historically great like that's a huge reason why they were able to have so much success because of their defense and they have just not been very good on the defensive side of the ball. So maybe something's got to change there. Um not sure what the problem is, but I do I I do think the Warriors will be fine. They have to be like again I think they're one of the better teams in the Western conference. Like I know that we talked just talked about the Lakers and we're kind of both on the fence about that and whether or not they can turn it around. I do still feel confident in the Warriors. I mean, six and nine isn't like a totally awful record. And I do think that, you know, when you have Steph Curry, you have, you know, everyone else on the team, like Andrew Wiggins, who's averaging 18 points a game right now. And maybe Klay Thompson can kind of get a little bit more going from three and Jordan Poole could be a little bit more efficient. But yeah, I, I, I don't, I'm not too worried about the Warriors. I do think that they'll figure it out. And I do think they'll be in the playoffs. I do think it really shows,
0: um, at, like how big defensively Otto Porter Jr. and Gary Payton really contributed to the Warriors. Uh, I mean, last season they killed it for them. Gary Payton became like a, you know, just like a, a hero essentially for them. Um, on the defensive side of the ball, got rewarded for it pretty, pretty handsomely, pretty nicely in free agency. You know, getting a nice deal with the the Blazers, who are also the first team in the in the Western Conference right now. Uh, the Blazers that is. Um, but yeah, I mean, the problem with the Warriors like last night, Steph Curry occasionally dropped 50 points, just you know, dropped 50 points like it was nothing against the, the Suns, seven for 11, three pointers. Uh, I think he was 17 for like 28, um, shooting from the field, like just killing it. And uh, they still lost by like 12 or something by this to the Suns, which is unacceptable. And you know, it's, it's really uh, just showing how bad their defense is. And it's like, I'm watching this game, and I actually watched, like, uh you know, play league play games because it's West Coast. uh So, you know, they started at like, 10, and I, I was, like, kind of out of it. But I watched about, uh, probably about, like, two and a half uh, quarters of the game, and it was, like, just so bad the defense has never been worse for the Golden State Warriors. I've never seen anything worse. Like, it seems like guys were just, like, letting – uh, you know the opposing team just like go right by them and just like shoot these you know easy buckets and uh, they can't be doing this even if Steph Curry averages 50 the rest of the season if they continue to play the way they're they're doing defensively they are not going I think they're still going to get in the playoffs but they're not going to have a deep run they're not going to have much success they have to turn it around and uh, I think there does come a point where they do have to seriously consider trading Draymond green, which I get like, you know, some people may, may be like, Oh, but what about defense? You know, I don't, don't you want more defense? And yeah, that's true. But maybe they could get like something, something back for him that would, you know, provide some kind of defensive value because at this point it's like, I don't think they're going to resign him or, you know, definitely not for what he wants. He wants to get paid. Like, he's LeBron James and that's just not going to happen. Um so I mean honestly I I just genuinely don't believe he des- deserves to be in the Hall of Fame. That's a totally another debate for another time. But I mean I I hear people like so adamant that he's going to end up in the Hall of Fame and I'm like he's been a a key part of that Warriors team, no debating that, but how are you going to put him in the Hall of Fame when he's averaged like 7 7 and 7 in his whole career? Great contributor, amazing piece, but are you going to put you know the player, Steve Kerr, not the coach, but the player, Steve Kerr, who averaged like – I think he was like 43% three-point shooter, something like that for the Bulls. You going to put him in the Hall of Fame because he contributed to those Jordan teams? Obviously not. Anyways, that was kind of my rant on why oh Draymond Green does yeah. not belong in the Hall of Fame. But with that being said, um, yeah, Warriors have to do something, to upgrade their defense because the way their, their uh, roster is right now constructed, they are not going to win the championship.
1: No, uh, defend, the defensive part is really what's, I think, a little bit surprising for me. I think they really need to figure out a way to turn it around. It's still early in the season. I know we keep saying that, but it is. Um, maybe they can, but last year they were such a historically great defensive team. They were amazing, um, but you know, this season has been kind of complete opposite. So we're just going to have to see how they can kind of respond, but... Is there any other uh, – any players or any teams you want to talk about next?
0: Yeah, there actually is. I want to talk about okay. the Sacramento Kings. Now, the, the okay. reason why is because I feel like nobody else is talking about them. Okay. Started off the season 0-5. I actually think I had them as the 10th seed in, uh, mm-hmm. when we did our, our special on the NBA season with uh, Peter and Pombo's picks. And, uh, dude, I genuinely think they're a playoff team. I really do. I think that they have a shot to make it. Maybe not as, like, the 7th or 8th seed, but they will be in the playoff game. I can almost assure it. De'Aaron Fox has been a key piece on that team for years now. I mean, he's averaging what he does every year, 24 and a 6. I mean, overall, this team has been really good. They've been much improved from their three-point percentage, right? Is sixth in the league right now. And I've seen Mm -hmm. this pattern with three-point shooting teams are really good. It is so rare, extremely rare, that you find a three-point shooting team that is is extremely good in the top ten in the league statistically that does not make the playoffs at the end of the season. It is extremely rare. If they keep up what they are doing right now from the threes, um, I think they're going to make the playoffs, which would be the first time, I believe, since 2004 or 2005 that they've done it. It has been Um, so long
1: yeah i I think think they might have the longest um i think they might have the longest uh drought out of any sports teams actually they do yeah yeah
0: yeah you you know when you're worse than the detroit lions detroit pistons or anything detroit you know that's bad so yeah that's true we'll we'll leave that at that but um yeah no kevin you know og kevin kevin hoiter whatever his name is uh on the kings um yeah he's killing it this year man he Dude, his three-point percentage is 53% right now from uh, three. That's incredible. I mean, Sabonis has done good. Do I think they should have really done that trade still? like, Dude, just imagine right now if they had uh, Hoyer coming off the bench, they had Fox starting, and then they also had, on top of that, um, they had Halliburton starting right now. Imagine that. That would be a, a sure thing, playoff team. Like, no disrespect. To uh Sabonis, but you know I think that that's I mean right now Halliburns averaging like twenty and ten, so yeah, I mean right. Malik Monk is also doing really well. Um, he's been contributing. Even uh Keegan Murray has done pretty well overall so far this season. Um, he's been up and down, but you know he shows some promise. I think they have a lot of contributors, and I'm interesting. I'm interested, very interested in seeing how this team plays out through the season. I think that you know they're desperate to finally make the playoffs, so I think they will. They showed it last year. They don't really don't care about the young players or picks. They will move it for a veteran player. They showed that with the Sabonis trade, um, and I think there may be something like that that happens at the deadline to really push them into the playoffs this year.
1: Yeah, I mean, this team has been a a great you know, a, I think a great story this season. I mean, offensive rating they're second in the NBA in offensive rating, so this has been a. Very good offensive team. They've been second in field goal percentage, third in three point percentage. Like they've just been a unit offensively. defensively, not so great. Like they're twenty sixth out of thirty in defensive rating. So defense has definitely been a problem, but they've been a great offensive team. And I mean, if you look at Aaron Fox, he is having, one of his more efficient seasons of his career, he's actually shooting fifty-four percent from the from field goal percentage, which is his highest in his entire career. He's been kind of like a forty to you know, he's been like a forty-five to forty-eight percent career uh, uh shooter from the from field goal range. Um, but he's you know he's obviously been really good, and he's kind of you know beginning to again just kind of develop his game a little bit more. Um, you mentioned Kevin Waiter has been really good from shooting three, and Demontis Sabonis averaging seventeen point eight points per game. He's been also great. Keegan Murray and you know, Harrison Barnes, Malik Monk, very good unit. Like this is a team that has they have six people who are averaging over double digit points per game right now. Um, it's very impressive, and yeah, I'm 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 kind of rooting for this team. I would love to see them in the postseason. I think it would be great for their fans who have you know very been waiting for a long time for this team to be relevant they've just been a team who has been missing the playoffs been a lottery team and they've missed on a lot of draft picks like there's that infamous like stretch where they could have drafted clay thompson they could have drafted damian willard could have drafted luca like there was a lot of those moments for the Sacramento kings but it's nice seeing them be relevant they're seven and six they're eighth in the in the Western Conference, and they've been a really good team offensively. So, I definitely think there's there should be some ex, some excitement if you're a Kings fan for, for sure for sure, and definitely interested in seeing how this team kind of moves forward throughout the rest of the um the season.
0: Yeah, number one in points scored, fourth in assists, um, pretty middle of the pack in terms of turnovers, but good sign considering, like, how how much, you know, how explosive they are in offense that they're not turn over, turning over the ball, um, you know, as much as some other teams out there. So I think that's a really big positive so far in the season. Do you have any sleeper teams or any
1: teams that you're just like, wow, I, I can't believe they're doing this right now? Um, I mean, I think we've, like, mentioned most of those teams. Like, I think the Kings were definitely one. I kind of want to talk about the Dallas Mavericks and specifically Luka. I mean, the guy is just this this has got to be the year, right? That he wins the MVP. Like he is just been so dominant this season and you know, like averaging 34.4 points per game. That's weed in the NBA. He's got he's averaging 7.8 assists per game. He's, you know, 7.8 uh or 8.8 rebounds a game, 7.8 assists per game. He's shooting 49% from field goal range. And, you know, his three-point shot hasn't been that great, but I do think it'll get a little bit better. He is um just unbelievable. And I do think that this could be the year that he wins the MVP. Um, you know, there's some pretty good, some good competition, but I think the Dallas Mavericks probably need to be a little bit higher in the stand-ins, like the right now seventh. If the Mavericks can jump the Utah Jazz, which they, they probably will, they will, but they could be like a fourth seed or, you know, like a, even a third seed um, in the Western Conference. Like, I think Luka Doncic should absolutely, I mean, he was favored to win the MVP headed into this season, but I mean, he is just taking another step into his game. He's been killing it offensively, 34 points per game. Like, come on now. If he's doing 34, 8, and 8 for the rest of the season and they're like a top five team in the, in the Western conference. Like, how do you not give it to him?
0: Yeah, that's what I'm saying. I mean, dude, again, this almost makes me go back to like 2k, right? I've done so many 2k simulations just off of like 2k22 and now 2k23. And every single time in this year is when Luka Doncic starts to put up like insane numbers, like more so than he's done in any other season. And he'll put up, like, 37, 8, and 8, like, stuff you've never seen before in real life uh, in the video game. And now it's, like, actually happening in real life. And it's kind of funny how it's, like, mirroring that, you know. Uh, and, I mean, yeah, I think even if he finishes a 7th or 6th seed, like, you got to give it to him at that point. Like, if, if he's putting up 37, 8, and 8, it's like, how are, how are you going to give it to anybody else? Like, he single-handedly got that team into the playoffs. Um, You know, I think – they need to give him more help. Like Christian Wood has been pretty good up until this point. He's been a good um, addition. It's still super early in the season. But again, I think they're another team that could be a big buyer at the deadline. And at this point, like, would you rather have a first round pick that's going to be probably around, you know, in three years, two years, it's going to be anywhere from, you know, 20th to, to 30th um or 32nd overall pick, whatever it's going to be. Uh, or would you rather, you know, turn that and maybe a few other guys who are coming off the bench into something that's a little bit more uh, stable and, and more of a win-now type piece? And I'm sure they'd prefer the second option, getting more win-now guys. And I really think that they're going to be looking into that. I'm sure Mark Cuban wants to see this team win again. And when you have a guy like Luke, like that is entering his prime, and I think his prime is something we've never seen before in the NBA, I mean – Dude, I genuinely think Luca could have, and like, I'm not saying he's gonna be him. I'm not saying he's gonna have the same accolades at the end of his career. I think Luca might have more talent than Jordan. I think Luca may be the go. I'm, wow. I, I'm not saying like off of accolades or anything. I'm just saying off of talent. I mean, what he's doing is, is just incredible. And keep in mind, I mean, Jordan did not win his first title until he was 27. Luca, I believe, is 23 now. 22? Yeah, he's 23. 23. Yeah. So. He's got time still, um, and he's gone deep by himself in the playoffs before. Last year wasn't that far away from the finals, wasn't that far away. They eliminated the number one seed, uh, made it to the Western Conference Finals, and put up a, a heck of a run, and if it wasn't for Golden State, they would have been in the finals last year. They didn't have Christian Wood. Their team was worse last year. Uh, Well, I mean, they had Jalen Brunson, so I don't really know if you can really say that. But... I
1: think, didn't Luka also get injured in that series?
0: Uh yeah, he did. Yeah. yeah that was the series mm-hmm. where uh then I don't know. It's so hazy to me. Point being though is that they were so close to getting to the finals already. Yeah. They've made it deep already. So I think, you know, Luca, he's a wild card come playoff time. And, you know, any team that he faces, even if they're the number one seed, even if they're the whatever team finishes number one, I still think that, you know, Dallas Mavericks have a shot and you
1: can't rule them out. Wow. I'm that Jordan take is is something and like Maybe that comes to fruition. Like, Luka is so... He's so talented. Defensively, though, that's where I'm like, I don't know if he can, like, match Jordan's defensive ability, but maybe offensively, definitely. Like, yeah, I mean, Luka's a a better three-point shooter than Jordan already. Like, I mean, back in Jordan's time, there wasn't really a three-point, like... There wasn't really an emphasis on three-point shooting, but, like, I don't know. I I think Luka Doncic is he's one of the best players in the NBA he might be the best player in the NBA I still think I still lean Giannis but it's very close between him and uh and Wuka for sure but yeah I'm I'm a huge fan of his and I think he's just poised to do great things and yeah I think Mavericks have to do their jobs too and just kind of help him out a little bit and you know I'm really hoping that this team can kind of go on a nice run again and you know Wuka it's just such a talented player, and I want to see him play almost every night. Like he's that good. Yeah, definitely. Um, but I think that wraps up our
0: talk about mm-hmm. the NBA. We've been blabbering on for an hour now, so I'm yeah. pretty sure there's enough things that we've talked about here. There's a lot more to talk about. There's a lot going on in the NFL world. We'll definitely talk about that next week. We'll definitely try to, you know, make this happen again this podcast. Yeah, we will. We
1: will. We'll make it work. Um, but yeah, no, I mean been a crazy nba season so far uh, we'll be you know touching upon the nba you know as it goes on i'm sure we'll get into like mid-season awards when we can and like you know all star break kind of kind of look at this landscape of the nba then but yeah thank you guys so much for listening again we apologize for the one wait but we're back we're gonna try to do an episode every week no promises though but we're gonna try you know we, we were able to do it tonight which i'm very happy about but Make sure you guys go follow us on Twitter at Rough the Basket. Follow us on Instagram at Rough in the Basket. You can follow me on Twitter at Bcar underscore 13. And you can follow Noah on Instagram at Mburnt37. Noah, I haven't asked you this in a long time. So do you got anything for me this week? Oh, I'm ready, man. Okay. Lions,
0: Lions are on the way up. You know, we we beat the Packers. Uh, we we mm-hmm. won a game on the road last week. Yep, first uh first one yo, I didn't will get say well. though, just Real quick. Justin Fields, I have so much respect for that guy, even as a Lions fan. The Bears have found a special quarterback, and he has a bright career coming his way. So, you know, I got no hate towards Justin Fields whatsoever.
1: Yeah, uh, we haven't even really talked about that. I'm excited to get into the NFL when we do. But thank you guys so much for listening to this episode, and we will see you guys next time. Peace.